0: Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Competitive Edge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterill. Thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, we're coming off a light day of potential plays, but we did find some value there, With our six plays that we had, we're going to recap those in a couple minutes, a little bit of movement on the NFL free agency, or should I say cut list, uh, that we're going to discuss, and then we're going to get right into our golf preview and the plays for Thursday. But before we do, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle free with a number of well known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code Shooters at sign up. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's chat about yesterday. It was a tough start to the day. When you go 0-2 on the pitch, then you feel like that might be a bad omen for the day. Uh, inter Milan and Porto we honestly just looked at this all wrong yesterday let's be honest Inter Milan and Porto both teams to score is a yes that one finishes 1-0 we talked about how great both teams were defensively yet argued that their offenses would show up on the Manchester City side against Leipzig we played the money line there didn't give Leipzig enough credit for the fact that they're at home and a great offensive team so had we played the opposite had we just gone inter money line and both teams to score on Man City. We would have had a clean sweep yesterday. But we can't cry over spilled milk. You got Calgary Flames in regulation yesterday. <laughs> this was a, a wild game. They jumped out to a 1-0 lead. Then suddenly they fall behind 3-1. Completely outplaying them as well. They even hit the post at one point And then Arizona goes down and scores. But they're able to squeak it out 6-3. Um, despite the fact that they absolutely killed them on the shots front. Uh, in the final on the shots front ended up being 51 to 14 so happy to see the flames pick up the win in regulation Clemson minus three and a half felt disrespectful yesterday we talked about it it was 91 to 73 over Syracuse Providence and UConn went over another exciting game in college basketball there 87 to 69 so shout out to the Huskies offense for showing up and showing out and then St. John's minus two and a half versus Georgetown actually came down to the wire and then a lot of garbage time buckets for St. John's pushes this one. So four to two on the day. Happy to see it. <clears throat> and now we're le- ready to get into Thursday's plays. But before we do, let's chat about the Titans because they made two big releases yesterday. Uh, One being longtime offensive lineman Taylor Luan and one being longtime wide receiver Robert Woods in the league. I should say it was his only year in Tennessee. But these aren't really that big of a surprise. Um, Woods probably more so than Luwan. If you've ever listened to the Busted with the Boys podcast, which is a regular listen for us, then you know that Taylor knew that this was coming for quite a while. Um, once he got hurt again, given that he was once the highest paid left tackle in football, um, you knew once he got hurt again that there was no way that they were going to bring him back at the cap hit that he had. Now, On the Woods front, he didn't have a great year, just over 500 yards receiving, two touchdowns as well. Um, That was never going to cut it for what they were expecting him to do. But I still think that there's a ton of value for both of these guys. On the Luan front, I think it is going to be tough to go and want to commit a lot of guaranteed money to the guy. He has had two major injuries, uh, I believe both on his ACLs. So when you have those sorts of injuries, no one's really going to want to commit a lot of long-term money to you. But when he's out there, he's a great left tackle. And so I do think that he will find another job this offseason. On the Robert Woods front, there's a lot of bad wide receiver rooms in this league. And the fact that Woods is probably closer now to that WR3 territory, but was asked to be a team's number one, I think just goes to show that he is going to be a good veteran for another team. You start looking at some of these bad wide receiver rooms across the league, And I think that he could be a valuable addition, especially when it comes to mentoring some young wide receivers. So with that, let's head over now. We got to talk about the Thursday slate, starting with our golf plays. But before we do, let's play the video. So we're just going to get the homer play of the day out of the way right away. Europa League action didn't work out well for us last week on betting outside of this game. So we're going to stay away from other games except for this Manchester United and Barcelona game, which is going to be the one that everyone's going to tune into today. Man U is plus 125, taking on Barcelona at plus 233. I'm going to play the boys straight up Man U fan wearing the hat plus 125. They're playing their best football that I've seen them in a while. And Old Trafford with two away goals in hand, I think is a great spot. Now, if you want to go a bit more on the conservative side, in case we see a one-to-one draw, then you can play the two advance at minus 167. Be weary of that when they say (laughs) winner uh, to qualify as a much different thing. So definitely one to keep an eye on. It could be something that you pair with maybe a hockey play that you like. Hope that United advances early in the day, and then you bet maybe a bit of a a juiced money line on the ice later on today. Honda Classic-wise, so last year, this this isn't the most loaded field. I mean, we just saw the best guys in the world compete the last couple weeks, so they take this week off for the Honda Classic. There is still some pretty solid players in this field. I wouldn't say that it's the best one that you'll see. I believe the best player in the world in this field is probably Sung J M, but Last year was won by Sepp Straka. It's played on a tough PGA national course. This isn't going to be a very high scoring event as it hasn't typically been in the past, like minus 10, I believe is what they, he won at last year. Lowry by one shot. Uh, he beat Lowry, sorry, by one shot last year. And then you had guys like Kitayama, Berger, Norren, and Woodland that rounded out the field. Now, I'm not even playing top 10 this week. I don't think that it's a great week to want to go out there and bet on the top 10, but I do think that there's a couple of top 20 values that you should certainly look at. The first being Chris Kirk. If you look at his last two years, he was tied for seventh here last year, tied for 25th the year before. So he just missed out on the top 20 by a single shot the year prior. So I think that he's got a lot of value here. He's playing relatively well as well. So he does play well on this course, as does Taylor Penderth, the Canadian, at plus 170. Tied for 25th here last year, but it's a much weaker field than what we saw last year. Quite a few live golf guys played this event last year. I believe Poulter, Kepka, guys like that. So it's not as good as it was last year. I think it's a great opportunity to go out and get some value here. NBA-wise, we're finally back after the NBA break, but I think you need to be weary today. There is nine games on the slate, but don't go out there and bet a ton of games because... You don't know how guys are going to look after the break. We talked about this after the NHL All-Star break and how we struggled for a couple days there until they got back into the swing of things. So we don't have any official NBA plays. We're going to quickly chat about the games and who we would lean on these ones, but these aren't show plays by any stretch of the imagination. Starting with Boston's minus 7.5 on the road against Indiana. This is a lot of road points. I would back Boston still today as they are a wagon in the Eastern Conference. Orlando and Detroit, the Magic are minus six and a half. Both teams stink. I wouldn't play this game regardless of whether it was after the break. I think if you're going anywhere, you're probably looking at Orlando. Um, Detroit not having Cade Cunningham for the rest of the year has been an absolute killer for them. So I would certainly lean there. Denver and Cleveland, this is probably the best game to watch tonight. It was minus two and a half yesterday, now minus three and a half for Cleveland. Cleveland's a very solid home team. Denver not as great on the road, so you might want to look at the Cavs here, but again, post-break it's tough. Memphis and Phillies, the other game people will tune into. Phillies held strong at minus 4.5. I like Philly at home, but you might want to buy a point or two. Maybe even just bet them on the money line, take that Man U to qualify as well, and then you can get a bit of plus money value there. Then New Orleans and the Raptors. Raptors are minus 5.5 tonight. I think that this is too many points, even without Zion for the Pelicans, so I would back Pelicans on the spread today. Dallas and San Antonio, minus 13 and a half for the Mavericks. I don't love betting a team to win by 14 plus. I know that the Spurs are tanking, but if you get one bad half out of Dallas, then they don't cover this. Oklahoma City and Utah, it's basically a pick'em here. I would lean Utah just because they're the home team, but I don't love this game regardless. Golden State and the Lakers. Leaning Lakers, also a Lakers fan. But no Curry. I am going to be a little bit of a homer here. So certainly leaning Lakers on the spread. And then Portland and Sacramento. Minus 5.5 for the Kings. A lot of points here. But I do think that Sacramento figures out a way to cover that line. Now NHL-wise, 10 games happening today. We're interested in five of them. We'll give you the five that we don't like and their reasoning. Edmonton and Pittsburgh. I think it's a pick 'em, And I don't love the over-under at seven. So I just think it's a bad game to bet. Anaheim and Washington. Washington's minus 250. I can't back Washington because of their recent form, but I also can't bet Anaheim ever. So I'm staying away. Rangers are minus 150 versus my Red Wings. I want to back Detroit, but I already made one homer play. I'm not going to make a second one today. So Detroit at home would be a lean, but it's not one that I'm interested in putting out there. Vancouver and St. Louis. Don't bet Delia and Bennington. Uh, Neither of these teams really want to win. I think it's a bad spot. A lot of people will probably back St. Louis, but Vancouver, they've been kind of sneaky lately where they can sneak out some results here. And then Nashville and San Jose, I won't be playing Soros and Reimer either. I just think that these are two teams that are trending downward, and I don't know where to go with this game. Now, the five that I am looking at, Buffalo and Tampa, Tampa's minus 230, and I actually kind of like Buffalo plus one and a half today at minus 120. Looks like we're going to get Lukinen and Vasilevsky, so it should be a fun goaltending matchup. Um, I know Tampa are a wagon at home, but Buffalo's actually 17-8-2 on the road this year, so I like them to keep it close. Hey, go into overtime all you want, then we cash, but I do think that Buffalo keeps it close on the road. Really like this play. (laughs) I'll be honest, which is weird to say the Sabres. I like them against uh, (laughs) Cup champs recently. Now Kings and Devils. Devils are minus 145. Goaltending matchup looks like we're getting Copley and Vanessic, both solid goaltenders. And so I actually like the under six and a half here at minus 120. Copley's given up five goals combined in his last four starts. And Vanessic's given up just at two and a half goals per game in his last four starts. So these teams are also better home and away than they are away and home because I just think that it's great value here. I think that neither offense is really going to show up here. I think we could see three to one. And so at six and a half, I really love the under here. Calgary and Vegas, Calgary on a back-to-back. This is a tough spot for them. Given that they absolutely peppered Arizona with shots last night, now they're going to have to play a different kind of game against this Vegas team. If you like Vegas, though, at home, it could be a nice parlay piece to just bet them straight up on the money line. They are going to hill and net. That would be my only concern betting this game tonight. So certainly leaning Vegas just because Calgary's on a back-to-back at minus 150. Maybe throw that in with the Man U uh, to qualify if you want a little too teaser. Then you've got Boston minus 165 versus Seattle. This is the final game. Uh, Boston actually minus 175 here. And Allmark and Jones is a good goaltending matchup. It's just very hard to bet an under when you see a five and a half line here. Seattle also aren't that great at home, so maybe you look at Boston money line. You could even pair that with Vegas. You get plus one sixty with those two combined. So it's one that has some value there, but it's not a it's not an official show play for us by any means. If Boston does move down a little bit, we might throw it in there, but as of now at minus one seventy five, we'll stay away. And then college basketball-wise, we got four ranked teams playing tonight. We actually have two plays that are not ranked a little bit later on, but these ranked lines are really gross for tonight's game, and I think it's just because of where these teams are at. And you look at number 21, Northwestern, they're taking on Illinois, but Illinois is minus 5.5. And Northwestern, they've been great in Big Ten play. They currently sit second in the standings. I watched that Illinois versus Indiana game over the weekend, and I think that Illinois is solid. I think that they really embrace what Underwood's trying to do, but I don't know if I like them enough to cover this. Um, I may do a teaser parlay with some of these teams that are ranked today just because I think that there is some value betting some money lines, but at minus five and a half, I just can't back either side. I think that it's a trap line here for the Big Ten. Pacific and number 15, St. Mary's. St. Mary's minus 18 and a half. And I love this St. Mary's team, but to, to win by 20, even at home for this group against a 13 and 16 team, is hard for me to get behind. And Pacific actually average more points per game. They average more threes per game. So I get worried if they have a hot shooting night that they're able to cover this line. In the same breath, they're a bad basketball team. So maybe they just don't show up at all. And we see a 30 point St. Mary's win. I'm not going to back either side. It'll be one that I monitor throughout the night, but it's certainly not one that I'm going to bet. And then number four, UCLA, they're minus six and a half on the road against Utah. And a road number like that, I I can't stand it. I know that Utah, they're fifth in the Pac-12. They're 17 and 11. They need to pick up some valuable wins down the stretch here if they want any sort of consideration for the NCAA tournament. So, this is one of these lines where I look at what happened to Arizona a couple weeks ago. I believe they were playing Colorado. They were a minus seven type of line. And then they ended up losing by eight outright. So I think that UCLA could win by 15. I think they could lose outright. I don't know which side to go with it. So I'm choosing to stay away. If we're looking at the over under here at 130 and a half, there could be some value in betting that, but I'm also not that sold on Utah offensively. So maybe we get a, a grinded out game against UCLA tonight. And then to cap things off, you got San Diego versus Gonzaga minus 23 and a half Gonzaga at home. And this is, it's exactly like that St. Mary's game. I mean, San Diego's a solid scoring team, but Gonzaga they're 12 and one at home. They've won four straight. This is just an avoid this line number, unless you want to go and buy this down to like an 18 and a half. Um, they're, Truthfully, I think what I'm going to end up doing is maybe buying points with St. Mary's and Gonzaga, hoping that they both end up winning big. But I don't know. This is a weird night for college basketball. As I said, I've got two unranked plays. I just don't love the ranked slate tonight with where it's at currently. And so, with that, we got to head over. We got to give you our daily betting card. And before we do, let's play the video. All right, so our last call pick segment is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, which is a family-owned and operated business located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their products. Always support local, love their stuff. On a little bit of a, of a hiatus from the liquor, as I'm recovering from this bachelor party, but still go support local, go check out last mountain, really love their stuff. So with that, we got five plays today. We already mentioned the first one, which is Manchester United money line at plus 125. We're going to put a full unit on it. I'm going to risk the play 10 hog. He's going to deliver a victory over Barcelona. This could be his first big, big victory for United since he's got there. They're at old Trafford. And so I think that, The host of this show is going to be in a great mood if they can deliver that money line today. Sabres plus one and a half versus Tampa. We're going to put a full unit on it at minus 120. They've been road warriors all year. Um, To at least lose by one, I think it is realistic. Maybe they go into OT in a shootout and they snag a money line victory, but at plus one and a half for minus 120, I love it. Kings and Devils, we're going to go under six and a half at minus 125. We're going to put a unit and a half on this one. And Copley and Vanessic, They've been two of the better goaltenders this year. Both of these teams are also outside outside the top seven in scoring. So I think that we see a lower scoring game between two goalies that are really solid. And then to cap it off, our two college basketball plays, Charleston minus eight versus Towson Tigers. This is at minus 110 for one and a half units. The Cougars average 10 more points per game. They're 15 and one at home overall. Towson's just over 500 on the road. I think it's a great spot for Charleston, who's the best team in this conference, to deliver a double-digit victory and cash this ticket. Cap it off with Ohio State Buckeyes, minus one and a half, versus the Penn State Nittany Lions at minus 125. We're putting three units on this. It's because the line doesn't make sense for how these teams are playing. The Buckeyes have lost eight in a row. Yes, they're eight and five at home, but they're somehow favored in this game against a team that's one-two straight coming in. I think that Penn State should be slightly favored. I think Vegas knows something. I like it enough where I'm going to back the Buckeyes at home. Max play of the day, full three units. Let's go out there. Let's have a great day. Thank you to everyone who tuned in this morning. We are back. We're ready to go. Let's have a great day of plays, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.